Hello and welcome back to the new guys. This is a show for everyone by Transmask people. If you're Transmask, extra welcome. Hey, what's up? I'm your co-host, Gabe Dunn. I'm a writer and a filmmaker and recently sporty. Um, and I am joined today, as always, by my always sporty co-host, <laughs> <laughs> River Butcher, hello. What's up, Gabe? I'm so welcome to the sporty time of your life, you know? <laughs> um yeah, I'm also one of the hosts of this podcast. I do stand up comedy. It's my main thing. I write, I act, I've made shows, I've been in movies. Um, and my baseball team, which is comprised of people, specifically cis men, cis women, I think some non binary folks, perhaps. Uh, and a handful of trans guys uh, just won our World Series, and it's my third and my team's second. So very Woo! grateful for that. It was a very healing and loving experience, um, and yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. It was pretty great, and we're celebrating. We record these ahead of time, so it's not going to line up, but the weekend that's ahead of us right now, my team and I are celebrating our World Series win by going to Buca de Beppo together. <laughs> yes! Uh, oh my God. I love Buca de Beppo. <laughs> right? Because it just became this like joke. Quickly, we're on a group thread in WhatsApp, and somebody brought up that. Uh, I don't know if maybe you remember this game, but there was like a TikTok trend of like, ask your boyfriend or the men in your life how much they think about the Roman Empire and then just yes, like yes. post it or whatever. So one of the women on my team was like, if you know what this is, please don't spoil it. If you don't, I'm <laughs> curious to the men in this thread, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And it just like took off. <laughs> and th so that, of course, because we were talking about the Roman Empire, uh, somebody brought up Olive Garden. You know, it just it had mm. to be done. Uh, and then the conversation was like Olive Garden versus Buka, and then Buka became like our <laughs> truly like our rallying cry while we were playing, uh, and we were like calling the World Series Buka and like all this stuff, just saying like we're Buka bound, and now we're doing it. And, and so I don't know, it's just really fun and silly, and uh, really grateful like for like the fun, silly, and loving things in my life, you know, right now. Yes, I remember when that franchise started. And like all of our moms. You mean were back when the Roman Empire started? Of course, yes, obviously back <laughs> when the Roman Empire started. Um, and there was, uh, I remember all of the moms being obsessed, obsessed. Mm. But there was also this place where I grew up in Florida called Taverna Opa, which is a uh -huh. Greek restaurant, and you were allowed to dance on the tables. Oh, wow. and it was like a phenomenon. The town I mean, went crazy for it. I can't imagine that. Like. E Florida, not Florida. I can't imagine that as like a child being like, you can do what? <laughs> I, we were in high school. You know? We like couldn't drink, you know, so we would go to the hookah bar and then go to Taverna Opa. Wow. And just dance on the tables. Anyone from my high school listening, you know that that was the way to do it. And I mean, that's a big upgrade from like crayons on the tables to dance. Oh, on yeah. The tables, you know, pretty big, solid upgrade. Very much so. So did they think about the Roman Empire a lot? Yes. Do you? <laughs> No. <laughs> but okay, but it's like men, so like, do trans guys think about the Roman Empire? I mean, I'm sure that some of them do. Like, I don't, I, like, look, this, do you want my, this is fully a take, and I don't like yeah. to give takes, but I'm going to no, give love, a take on this. Unfortunately, I do, and I want this show to be full of takes. <laughs> I just, I, I'm happy to give my, like, thoughts and experience, but I don't 
whatever. And that's just me. Uh, but my take is simply this, is that like, I think that masculinity can add a proclivity to things like the Roman Empire. You know what I mean? I think that it can do that. So trans, cis, or not, or non-binary, um, I think if you're a masculine person, you can gravitate towards those things, uh, which is not to say that feminine people don't. I just think, you know, that's part of it. But I think the bigger part of, like, the... Because the cis men on the thread that were, like, going... I mean, they just went into it. And I think what it... For me, what it is is a very social phenomenon, which is they have been steeped in it, <laughs> you know, and these kinds of things are very... uh I mean, I just, like, I, again, I've said this before in the show, I went to an all-girl school, like, we did not spend that much time on the Roman Empire, but, like, right. for, you know, so I don't, I don't know each individual's thing, but I feel like it is, like, sports, where it's, like, yeah, this is a thing you're supposed to like, mm -hmm. you like it, and there's plenty of it for you, and mm. then I think it also speaks to the sort of, and none of the men on my thread, so I'm not referring to them, but I think the phenomenon of the TikTok trend itself and what it is exposing is actually like some of the, uh, maybe not the root, but just like mansplaining that like mm -hmm. sometimes mansplaining is somebody being excited about something and that person mm -hmm. has been brought up in a culture and cultured to when they're asked something or not even asked something, they run with it, you know? So, like, mm -hmm. I'm not debating that mansplaining also happens, also sucks, blah, 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 blah. But I think yeah. that it this, like, trend itself was really interesting because almost like, uh, you know, back in the day before we had TikTok, when we had the blue dress, gold dress thing, where, mm -hmm. like, globally we participated in a science experiment. And I feel like mm -hmm. this is a similar thing that speaks to, like... Uh, we're always trying to figure out, is it nature or nurture? And I think trans people and these kinds of things like blow that up, which is like, it's all of it. It's a mixture of all of it, you know? What would you say is the trans Roman empire? <laughs> well, I mean, that's a great question because like the, for me, uh, a trans guy who believes in liberation, uh, not just for trans people, but for everyone uh, who's oppressed, like, it would be an inverse of the Roman Empire, you know? So it's, I don't think, there's nothing, I can't point to anything, you know? Like, I wish I had a silly answer. What's like, something, not even, let's say, political or historical, uh -huh. what's something that you're like, wow, I think about this multiple times a week? <laughs> oh, oof, I might have to come back to that. Do you have an answer to that? Yes, it's Tom Holland performing Umbrella on Lip Sync. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. I think I think about that multiple times a week. Is a pretty important moment, just like I think in history, you know, <laughs> like yeah, gender it was expansion culturally and... significant because it's not just Tom Holland; it's Zendaya, her reaction for me also. Yes, <laughs> and like... and that they're dating, and that yep. they're like she loves it. Also, yep. there's a, I rewatched her doing um, Bruno Mars, and at one point she uh, she makes it rain money on tom holland and he just like uh -huh. loves it and takes it in yeah. and i'm like this is gender i don't know how they yeah. are both gender but they are both gender it's very pure you know like the, yeah. there's something can, can i uh this is just like i feel like it's been enough time that i can say that i did this i was at thanksgiving with the two of those people what <laughs> once <laughs> yeah what <laughs> i think it was what? 20, 2018 yeah what yeah that's it <laughs> 
I have a picture somewhere. I got a I got a very covert photo because I was like, I don't want to be a dick, but I also have got to get a photo of this. <laughs> How many people were at this Thanksgiving? Not, not many. It was maybe 20 people. What? Did you talk to them? <laughs> no, no. They he was like, no, because here so here's my vibe when I go to something and there's like celebrities or famous people, which I'm I'm happens. It happened more than it does now, but like it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens, you know, whatever. Um, I My thing is like, uh, if somebody in that sort of a setting talks to me like, hey, I'll be so friendly, I'll be my usual charming and lovely self, but I, I just got a vibe for, from them that like they felt uncomfortable because there was like people they didn't know there. And yeah. they're famous. They're very like those two people, even then, were famous on a level that I can't understand what that feels like. Yeah. And so they were just like at a holiday. And I was trying to be respectful of that, you know? So that's why I didn't talk to them. Cause to me, I'm like, I have this story to be like, yeah, it was a Thanksgiving with Zendaya and Tom Holland once. That <laughs> that's is cool enough for me, you know? Here's my, I would have been, I'm obsessed with him. Um, and, uh, my, in a way that is like, I, in a way where I am, I feel like a tenderness that he is my son, but also my, I am in love with him. So it's like uh -huh. boyfriend, son, I don't know, okay. but, um, we have the you same. You do have a therapist, right? Yeah, I do. Um, so kidding. we have the same birthday and oh, no so way. I would, I would maybe bring that up. Someone texted me and was like, do you know you have the same birthday as Tom Holland? And I was like, you think that I don't I absolutely, know. Yeah. Everything about that. this man. <laughs> it's what I wake up thinking about. There is a thing where I think trans guys, here's my take. Trans guys love Spider-Man. Uh, do you mean Spider-Man? Can I, can I have a follow-up question sure. real quick? Do you mean Tom Holland's Spider-Man or Spider-Man Spider as interesting? Spider-Man as a thing. More so than other... Yes. Super? Okay. Because he's just a regular person. Then he gets bit by a spider. His body does a bunch of stuff. Canonically kind of tiny. Yes. In a Short trans guy. guy kind of a way. Short yeah, king. Yeah. Short king, yeah. And, uh, and he's like into like gadgets and stuff. And he's also... <laughs> right. um, He's got, you know, a dual identity. Uh-huh. And... But he's not like buff like Superman. Or Batman. Yeah, no, he's got gymnast yes, vibes. Yes. So, and and I don't know, I've said this on JBU, but I was searching. I feel like we have an affinity for the actors who have played Spider-Man. So we like Tom mm -hmm. Holland. We like Andrew Garfield. We like um, Tobey Maguire. Mm -hmm. Do you know about my hot take about Andrew Garfield? No. Oh, I think that she's a trans woman. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've heard many, many... I've heard many a take out there of like that Andrew Garfield is X Y Z, you know. Okay, no, I don't think queer. I think trans lesbian. But that's you my think opinion. she's a heterosexual trans woman? No, trans lesbian likes women. Definitely likes women. Well, that's queer though. So that's why I was like, wait, oh, <laughs> what are you I talking guess, about? <laughs> yeah, well, because I'm like, you mean Andrew Garfield is not queer as is? Yes. You think there's some transformation that would be required to? I think uh, that sometimes. We read on celebrities very simply. We go, oh, they're gay or they're bi. Mm, yes. 
And yeah. what we're actually picking up on is that they there's something gender going on with them. Yeah, gender variance. I mean, I think that's a really interesting point. And I think, I mean, that's why I like to use queer because it's like very open to that for me when I use it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Just throwing yeah. that out there as like a thought no, you're thing right. for the people listening. You're right. Because like, it gets I'm... out, it, it like just breaks a binary. Sorry. <laughs> just It just breaks a binary of like they're either gay or straight or whatever. Right. That's you know what, what I'm saying. Like I think yeah. people that are like Gayler, I'm like, no, Galaxy Brain, Valer. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong on that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Travis Kelce or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> Well, you were talking about baseball. So actually, let's uh, so this is a listener mail episode. And it so is, I'm yes. going to um I gathered some stuff and I also did some research for one of these. Uh but I gathered oh. some some mail for us. So I'm going to start with one that has to do with baseball if that's okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So this is an email from Ken. Hi, guys. I sent this to River as a direct message on Instagram and figured this was probably a better way to contact him. This is baseball related. My journey is very similar to River's as I hear him talk about his experience. I'm a 36-year-old trans guy who's been on T for 15 months. As a kid, I loved sports. I played baseball, football, soccer with my brothers and other boys in our neighborhood. Once puberty hit, I was separated from them and put on a softball team. That plus puberty was too traumatic for me to continue. I spent the next 20 years in Texas, covered head to toe in layers, hiding indoors, longing to go outside and play. I've always been a huge baseball fan and love it. It's a big part of my life. I have in the last six months started working out, got a net to throw the ball at, and have felt connected to my body in a way that I didn't know was possible. I feel like I'm finding that kid again who loved sports and was robbed of them for a long time. All of this to say, I really want to play in a rec league in the spring. I plan on practicing till then in my backyard and batting cages. I saw a bunch of Reddit threads, though, saying there's no use trying as an adult if you didn't play because it's too difficult. I would love to join an LGBTQ league, but they only have softball. There is a baseball league here, though, advanced, intermediate, and rec. I'm not sure how experienced you have to be for the rec level. My question to River, is it possible to join a team if I'm just starting now at 36 and probably won't be the best on the field yet? How did you begin playing baseball for a team? Any advice is greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. I don't have any trans community yet, and this podcast has been awesome. Ken. Well, congratulations, Ken, on everything. That's cool. And uh, I don't have brothers, but I really relate to your story regardless, you know? Um, Basically, the first question is, can I join a rec league team? Yes, number one. (laughs) Yes, do that. Uh, I also, before we get into the like rec league thing, just want to make one suggestion. I don't know where you are in Texas, but I do know just off the top of my head that there are many sandlot leagues or sandlot teams, um, across the state of Texas. So unsure of where you're at that this might not apply to you, but, um, I think if you search and anybody can do this, cause I'm going to say it right now, hashtag sandlot revolution on Instagram, um, that will get you like connected to a bunch of teams all over the country who are doing a similar thing that my baseball league is doing, um, which is creating their own league uh, with a slightly different intention than like a city or Metro rec league thing, Um, having its own, you know, rules and guidelines, having its own vibe, like all that stuff. Um, Not guaranteeing that you're going to find necessarily an LGBTQ team, but 
I have met many of the people and and talked to many of the people in these leagues, and that is like, you know, these are people who that is like not an issue for. You know what I mean? These are people who want to play with people who love the game. And that sounds like that's you, Ken. So I would say maybe take a break from those Reddit threads that are telling you don't do something. Um, because like that, like I think Reddit is really helpful often, but I don't think it's helpful for something as subjective as should I try this sport, you know? Um, and I will fully admit there are times when I'm like, man, I just don't have the mechanics that these other people have, whether they played softball or baseball or not. You know, it's like, I just don't have these mechanics, but I will say that the people that I'm blessed to play with on my team and outside of my team just want to play baseball you know, and certainly there are people who want to be the best on the field, but, and that person was me for quite some time, but I would just also offer you this. If like, if your intention is to go play at or in a rec league period and be the best, you're probably going to have a crappy time, <laughs> not because you're not going to be the best. That's not why, but because it's never going to be fun because you're going to be trying to be the best all the time. <laughs> And once I stopped trying to be the best, I started having a really good time and I started noticing how much my teammates care about me, even if it's just for those three hours that we're playing baseball together, that like I was missing out on a lot of what I was really there for, like caring about how good I was to other people, you know? Um, and so I guess I just want to offer that, you know, and like, you can, you know, do batting cages, you can throw at a wall, you know, but there's something about getting out there with other people and being willing to fail that really changes things and really grows the spirit, I feel like. And so for me, that's my answer to that question. Like, I, I, if, if you're going out to be the best, which again, years, years I spent trying to do that, um, I found myself in a lot of pain over mm -hmm, it, you know, mm -hmm. so um, that's what I would offer, you know. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, I knew you would have the answers. Um, yes. <laughs> so my answers. Yeah. I've played kickball for a couple seasons, and I I'm a person who it's hard for me to do things that I'm not the best at. So uh, playing would like get me. I would like leave the games really embarrassed and mad at myself, uh, and take things really seriously, and be just like I don't know embarrassed, and then. Um, think about it all the time. And then I, this season, and I never talked to anyone or socialized. And then this season I started talking to people, socializing. Mm -hmm. um, I started going to practice and which is like not mandatory, but I go to practice now and I've gotten so much better just from going to practice. And it's like now at games when I'm actually contributing, when I feel like I, I am at least contributing something to the team, it's been mm -hmm. giving me like a lot of gender euphoria to be like mm -hmm. considered an asset in some ways. Mm -hmm. Like even if I'm not doing the best, like to be considered yeah, even someone who has knowledge of the game, like to be considered as someone who another person could say, where does the pitcher have to stand? And I know whether uh -huh. or not my skill level is up to that level you know, to par or whatever. Um, and then to see like the people who are really good walking past the, the Doug, uh, you know, walking past the practice field and seeing that I'm there and being like, woo, Hey, like, mm -hmm. so they know that I'm committed, like has felt really, really nice gender wise. Um, yeah. 
And that's not necessarily me being better, but it is me having mm-hmm. strategy. Like I know, okay, <laughs> if the ball comes this certain way, kick it like this. Or if the play is coming this way, go that way. Like not necessarily that I'm going to catch it every time, but I'm at least in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for sure. And really helpful. Yeah. And that's a really great point that I was kind of, that I, I really agree, agree with that. Like when I'm, thinking about like I need to be the best or I need to be better or I need to be I, 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 like I'm not playing as a team, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because like, I'll tell you what, somebody who, um, somebody who is, let's say just not good. Right. And they're like, I suck. I should have been better at this. This sucks. Don't, don't even put me out there. Like that is not, that is a person that week after week, you're like, okay, all right, bye. You're like, it's yeah. hard to be a teammate with someone like that. And that can be me, you know? Um, it's hard to be, to play. Like, I don't care if somebody fails, if they're like, uh, you know, okay, all right, got, you know, whatever. And like, obviously, each person's experience and journey is their own. But like, when somebody's really good and they're a jerk, like, that's bad. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And so you, can, like, you can learn what your skills are. Like, someone yesterday at practice, she was like, I'm not very fast. But I know mm-hmm. if if somebody's on third and it's my turn to kick, if I kick like if I kick to first or whatever and they're going to go towards me and get me out, the person can at least get the home run, you know, get the run. And then uh, I'm sort of a sacrifice. And I was like and I was like, that's amazing. And someone was like, well, she could try to like run faster. And I'm like, no, let her know. Like she, yeah, can, she, if she wants not. to <laughs> if she wants yeah. to practice running. OK, but like that's her asset rather than getting up there and being like, I have to kick it the furthest. They kick it. It's a pop fly. They're caught. You know what I mean? Like you just have to use your mind. You don't have to be super athletic. So that's been my experience. And also to that point as well is that I find that getting, you know, being the best or being better is all about mapping it out. And that's the point of sports is that you can't, you, you actually can only play to the moment. Yes. You know, you can only play the moment that you're in, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so and we're getting kind of like deep past this. But I think that's the point for Ken is like to just say to you, like, you know, I've been in situations that are not sports, that it's like at a certain point Mm -hmm. uh, you can rhetoricalize and theorize and intellectualize these things. And it only gets you so far Mm -hmm. that eventually you have to just give it a shot. Mm -hmm. You have to just try it and see how you feel you know, and be open to what it's like and being messy and being honest and trying and failing. And like, it's still a practice to not like, I don't want to, you know, I didn't finish. Like I was taking a class that I just signed up to do and I couldn't do the final assignment, you know, like yeah. I just couldn't bring, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I was like, right. Cause I just didn't want to f- look stupid period. Ugh. Uh, you know, I mean, there's, a, there's also other things going on, but like, that was a big part of it. And I so hate looking stupid. I know, but like, it's, yeah, it's big, a big part of life, you know, that like, and a big part of transition. Yes. A hundred percent. I made, I made what some people would call a mistake in our game. Um, our world series game that tied the game. We were ahead by one run in the bottom of the ninth, which is when you want to hold a lead as yeah. the away team. <laughs> Yep. And they had bases loaded. I was playing first and the ball came to me and I waited for it and I threw it into the dirt at my catcher and, and we did not get them out. And he picked up the ball, called time. And the first thing that he did was come over to me and say, it's all good, River. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's not a problem. 
and he meant it and he meant it. <laughs> yeah. And I believed him and I let it go because I was like, not in the moment realized, but later was like, oh, right. If I would have worried about that more, we could have lost the game. And yeah. something happened for me in that moment where I was like, okay. And I wasn't like, they're going to win now. I just mm-hmm. I just forgot that it was the ninth inning and I just continued to play. Yep. And I didn't go in the dugout and apologize to everybody. Ugh. We just came back out and then we won the game. Like other what it did actually is it allowed for somebody else to have a really big moment offensively 10 minutes later. Yeah. You know, and like had I not made that mistake, quote unquote mistake, that guy wouldn't have gotten that moment and we wouldn't have gotten to win the way that we won. So many, you know? so many life metaphors, which I'm sure <laughs> people in sports have figured out forever. Um, yeah, for sure. And it's like, did I do I still sometimes go? I wish I would have done that differently. <laughs> you bet your ass. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not kicking myself about it. I didn't make that whole thing about me. Yeah, <laughs> I will say one last thing is that I feel I don't like feeling foolish at all. And twice in a row, I kicked and it went up, and the catcher caught it, and I was out. And Mm -hmm. I felt like everyone on the, this is so fucked, but this is what this podcast is for. (laughs) I was like, I want everyone to think I'm a boy who's good at sports. Now I'm just a girl who sucks at sports. Yeah. And that's my truth. That's my truth. I know. I relate. I have the same thought and it's That's my truth and it's horrible and I don't have an answer, but that's my truth. No. I mean, it's kind of like what we were talking about with the, I just want to say, like, first of all, Great job being like totally honest about that because I think it might help you, me, and a lot of people that are listening to just be like, it is a thought that I have and it's not my fault that I have that thought and it does not make me a misogynist. (laughs) But I feel pressure as a trans guy to like prove to the cis guys that I'm a guy because I'm good at sports. Yeah. No, I understand. It's a hell. It's it's being a man is a hell. Okay. So (laughs) here is... Um, an email that I did some research on that I really want to share with this person. I'm very proud. Okay. This is from Leo. Hey, Gabe and River. My name is Leo and I'm a 21 year old trans man currently in my senior year in the BFA acting program at SUNY Purchase in New York. I want to start by saying I just found you guys recently because of my therapist. Shout out to them. haha, And have already <laughs> cried well. multiple times upon listening to you guys and your lovely guests. I truly can't express enough how much it means to me to hear about And from not just other trans guys, but other trans guys who transitioned later in life. I only came out a couple years ago, which I guess is technically young, but I often feel like it was on the older end compared to many people I know and who are working professionals in the industry I want to go into. That makes sense to me. Okay. Okay. Now. (laughs) They're not wrong. I just want to make sure they're 21 years old and they think they're old. Okay. I was hanging out with someone from my team last night and he was like, showed me his ID And I was like, oh, my God, this is super expired. And he's like, what? And I was like, it expired in 2001. And he was like, no, that's when I was born. (laughs) That's when I was born. (laughs) And I was like, gag. He was born (laughs) 10 days after 9-11. Gag. Okay, anyway. And who are working professionals in the industry I want to go into. Now to my second thing, kind of main point. As most BFA programs do, every year my college holds a senior showcase where the graduating seniors present a few scenes each for agents and casting directors. And after a lot of thinking, I've decided I really want to at least one of my scenes allow me the chance to actually portray a trans character. 
With that in mind, I've been looking to every resource I can in search of material featuring well-written, dynamic, well-developed trans characters. I subscribed to the New Play Exchange and have found a few names, MJ Kaufman, Taylor Mack, Basil Crimedale, Crimdale, etc., But I'm overall finding myself incredibly saddened and frustrated by, one, how hard it is to find any works by trans playwrights and screenwriters at all, and two, how inaccessible these titles often are. Anyway, as you guys have both worked as writers and actors in the industry, I was just wondering if you have any potential recommendations or resources. It doesn't have to be anything published, produced, and it can be from film, television, or a theatrical work. I just feel like it's really important for me not to only present myself as a trans actor, but as a trans actor who is both passionate about and willing to tell trans stories. It's something I felt tempted to shy away from, and I don't want to do that anymore, especially as the world seems to be increasingly hostile towards us. I want to be someone trans kids can see themselves in, and hopefully a playwright as well. So maybe a few less trans characters are left scrambling for material to present that really allows them to show who they are. No worries at all if nothing comes to mind. I just figured I'd reach out. In any case, you guys are amazing, and I appreciate you so much. And hey, maybe I'll be at one of those trans mask mixers one day. Seriously, <laughs> though, thank you. Best, Leo, he, him. Well, Leo, as I am an overachiever, I went and looked for some stuff for you. And I actually learned a lot about trans playwriting, trans mask playwriting. So uh, my friend Tiro Schneider, uh, who is a playwright, recommended, and someone else also recommended MJ Kaufman, who you mentioned in your um, letter. And then I went, not to brag, to look uh, for MJ Kaufman to message them. And uh, and he already followed me. So <laughs> that was very exciting. So I messaged MJ. I have not heard back yet, but I will uh, get on that for you. And then I also uh, wanted to give you suggestions for anything that Becca Blackwell has acted in. A play called Hurricane Diana which uh, was written for a woman, but was played by Becca, who is a trans mask actor. And every monologue in it is perfect for a trans guy, according to my friend T. Roche. Also, there is an episode of High Maintenance that has some really good monologues in it that Becca Blackwell is in, uh, season four, episode eight. Um, I also got recommended the play Her, H-I-R, which is a non-binary character, but may have some good monologues. And um, and then the Transparent Musical has some stuff that you might want to look into. Uh, and those were the suggestions that I got. I also reached out to MJ. So if MJ writes back, I will put what they say on the New Guys podcast uh, Instagram page for you if you are interested. And also maybe we'll have MJ on the show. And yeah, that's those are the suggestions I got. River, do you have any? <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, pre-read this <laughs> email so I don't um, oh, just anything I, off the top of your head but for me sure uh, I hope that that was helpful because I, I read that and then I went in and looked into some stuff yeah you, you did your thing which yeah. is great which is great I'm just saying that so that everybody knows the the like it's the balance of the research behind the thing I mean the only thing that's coming to my mind uh, that you could perhaps find some monologues out of is uh, by hooker by crook Mm, yes. Uh, the trans mask film that came out around 2000 something. It's very early on. Um, outside of what you already just said, you know, like that's that's kind of like the, the, the main one that's coming to my mind. That's a know? great idea. I also think <laughs> just to say, uh, I think there's some value to Rosie O'Donnell's monologue on the bus in uh, A League of Their Own, the movie. Oh, <laughs> That yeah. could be changed around. You know, you could do your own thing with that. But um. Oh yeah, because uh, I think she says something about 
girls, but uh, I always really like related to that monologue as a trans man. <laughs> okay, love that. Hope that Just was helpful, that Leo. Yeah, good luck, Leo. Can't wait to see your stuff. Um, okay, so this is we. There is someone who actually wrote in. Speaking of buses. And said they wanted us to do an episode about public transportation because they have formative gender memories on the bus. And I was wondering, (laughs) do you have any memories from riding the school bus that are gender related? I never rode the school bus. You didn't ride the school bus? No, unless it was for like a um, field trip. But no, I, I did not go to public school, number one. And number two... Uh, my, the school that I went to just didn't, it had like two or three buses, I think. Like, um, nobody rode the bus at my school. Whoa, that's so it was, wild. It was a private Catholic school. I rode the bus. I have a lot of shame about, cause I, I'm like, pu- we should have public schools. Go ahead, Gabe. Sorry. Um, I went to both, uh, but I was, th- that made me think about when I rode the bus when I was younger and this is, this is harrowing. This is a traumatic experience. I rode the okay. bus and I was like in, I don't know, first or second grade. And I had a Barbie with me. And then some boys took my Barbie, undressed it, and passed it around the bus naked. <laughs> and maybe that's a reason. And then when I would carpool with boys, they would be so awful. And I think maybe that's the reason that I uh, did that. Maybe I didn't transition earlier because they were uh, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Also, you weren't born in 2001. Exactly. I also wasn't born in 2001. (laughs) But if you're a boy and you ever passed a naked Barbie around a bus, shame on you. You Call into our show. Call in. (laughs) Um, So that was the only bus memory I could come up with. Um, Anyway, I I also learned about the band TLC on the bus. So that was nice. Oh, interesting. Someone played me waterfalls and I do remember it being kind of life changing. Um, Okay. Here is a message. Uh, from a fan. I don't know if they want me to say their name, but this was about, again, another thing about Minoxidil. Hey, fan of the pod with a hot tip on hair loss. I listened to the ep where Gabe talked about using Minoxidil on his face for more facial hair growth, and I want to give a shout out to Oral Minoxidil. It comes in tablet form and works exactly the same as topical Minoxidil, but without the oily, smelly application. The only difference is that because it's not topical, it can also increase hair growth all over your body. So head, face, and body hair. For me, that's a perk. (laughs) I hated using topical stuff because of sensory issues, so I'm trying to spread the good word about the oral version for those who also haven't heard of it before. Also, just want to say I love the show. Thanks for doing what you do. Here's the thing. That is what I've heard, is that you cannot control where it grows. So people are then getting back hair and butt hair. Now, I don't care about that. I don't know if you care. You mean you're fine having back hair and butt hair? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I want chest hair. I don't care where it grows. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care either. I People, I've heard a lot of trans guys be like, oh my God, the butt hair is so jarring. I feel like I would like it. Oh, you mean you don't have it yet? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's a lot. Really? I have like a joke about it because it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's a big change. Wait, what's your joke about it? Uh, Just like I didn't expect it, you know? Like I knew you guys were dealing with this, but I didn't know you guys were dealing with this. You know what I mean? But doesn't it feel, I feel like it feels like when I see it on other people, I'm like, yeah, that's that's like a subtle 
That's a subtle one. <laughs> yeah, but okay, but here's the thing, Gabe. And this is when I'm talking about butt hair, I don't just mean like the butt hair another person would see. There's like other butt hair. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so whole, I do know about that. The whole caboose yeah. is, is a big change. Like I don't care about the hair that's on my ass. Okay. <laughs> you know, that doesn't bother me. I you guess know? sometimes I forget about it and then I'm like, oh shit. But that's why I, I wouldn't want to I don't know. I'm like, I'm here's what I here's my solution or my short term solution for my mustache woes is I hung out with a friend in Canada and his mustache was just like popping, you know? And I was like, damn, dude, that's your mustache is like crazy. And he was like, yeah, I dye it. Okay. I was thinking about that. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'd like had no idea. And then this friend of mine was like, yeah, I'll just like a, a, a makeup hair and makeup person on a movie. And she was like, just come over. I'll dye it. And then he found out like cis dudes do it. Like they do like so many, you know, it's not like, so I got some just for men and then thinking just for men doesn't dye your skin. It totally does. So I didn't do it myself because I was like, I don't want like a big old painted on thing on my face. So I'm going to have my friend do it because like I would totally take minoxidil, but I'm already pretty hairy and I don't, I don't need to be more hairy everywhere else. I really just want it in that one place. Okay. You know? That's interesting. So that's why I'm hesitant to do it. Well, maybe I'll feel differently once I start growing. I have like a little chest hair and I'm like, ugh, I just am waiting for my my Jewishness to sort of come forward. But there's mm-hmm. also How- uh, like hairiness. Like that's like a thing, you know, like maybe we'll. No, no, I know. I was going to ask you. I forgot how many years you've been on testosterone. Like if it's oh, about like to pop. one, one point. Oh, yeah. One. You still have like another year. I'm so sorry. I know. I but like. <laughs> Also, I was thinking about not dyeing my mustache, but I was thinking about getting um, eyebrow pencil and then just kind uh-huh. of not eyebrow pencil, eyebrow like, um, you know, like mascara and then kind of yeah, putting it totally. on there. But then am I going to mm-hmm. look like I'm fucking cosplaying like Captain Hook or something? Like I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you can unless you draw a, a curly cue on the end of it. <laughs> they're like what are you doing i'm like i don't know ever heard of john waters this isn't embarrassing for me (laughs) shut up that's what i'm saying um okay here's a nice message from laura hi river and gabe i never send dms but really want to thank you for sharing your journey sis mom of six here and my 13 year old daughter's best friend and my brother-in-law recently came out as trans two different people We have always been supportive of the trans community from an unexperienced distance, but hearing your perspective is so helpful in being supportive to our loved ones. Also, River, we loved you at Philly Variatopia. Oh, yay. What's that? Oh, oh, that was uh, Paul F. Tompkins' show, Variatopia, in Philadelphia. I performed stand-up on those shows. Oh, nice. Well, thank you so much. I love love to all of our cis listeners. Um, You know, thanks thanks for being here. (laughs) Yeah, I, I I'm stoked. You know, like we're all we all live on this planet together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've spent a lot of time with you guys. He, so it's fun <laughs> when you guys spend a lot of time with us. You know, I don't know. <laughs> um. Okay. So this is a message, and I have a question for you related to it. Hi, guys. I don't even know if you'll see this message, but just wanted to let y'all know after listening to the last episode, I got the guts to ask my friend. He's also a trans guy. Some questions about tea. I also ordered my first binder. I'm trying things. Thanks for the inspo. I already felt a bit more confident in taking my time to figure this gendery stuff out. Heart. So now here's my question. When did you did you ever wear a binder? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. When did you get it? 
That's a great question. I feel like it was somewhere around 2017. Where did you get like it from? Like late 2017. Um, I think I got it from GC2B or whatever that one. They have a chokehold on this community. Yeah, they really do. Sponsor us. I'm pretty us. sure that's where I got it from. Yeah, GC2B. Uh, but I'll let me just preface it by saying, previous to binders, I wore fairly consistently from high school to binder sports bras. Very tight ones. Like super tight sports bras. Yeah. So I was already in in a way do binding, you know, because I just didn't know that they existed mm -hmm. until I found out about them in 2017. You know, I just didn't know. Yeah. Um. So just putting that out there too. Um. And then I remember getting one, and then putting the uh, t-shirt on and just being like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you know, like that was just like what I had wanted forever, and even just like um. The way that with a binder, the sweat like runs down your chest mm -hmm. instead of stopping at the bottom of a sports bra. Mm -hmm. Like even just that was like very uh, euphoric for me, even something like that simple, you know. But then I felt very uh, once I even just took a shirt off and had that on, it was still it was very dysphoric to then have it on. I me. remember feeling like I was wearing a bulletproof vest. Like, yeah, that's pretty intense. I mean, I'm like happy for people that can wear them consistently, but it wasn't physically that comfortable, like in a lot of ways, you know, no. it like presented a lot of gender euphoria for me, but it was for me at like a very high cost, you know, yeah. um, that now I can sort of look back and be like, I thought the top surgery was a high cost, but it was actually very low. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I that. never think about it now. I never think mm -hmm. about it. I like I uh, constantly. I was like sitting on my boyfriend's lap, like over him, and he was like, when I had my own shirt on, and he was like, "Isn't it so funny that there used to be like boobs hanging?" And I was like, it's "I crazy. forgot yeah. about it. Like I completely forgot. I like we constantly are like, isn't it so funny? You used to have boobs. That's crazy." <laughs> Even sometimes when I'm walking down the street and I'm like, I could be a girly again. Like, I could wear heels. I could be a girl. Like, I could, whatever. Like, I'm being very gendered. I'm like, but I would never put the tits back. I would just be no. a flat-chested girl. Yeah, no. I mean, I would be like a dude in drag. Like, I'm maybe <laughs> down to try that, you know? But, like, I'm I'm still a guy is the thing. I like know. That, and that's, you know, for me. But, but also I, people I think that I maybe mentioned this. I was going to say there's people that identify as women that have top surgery or there's people that identify as more genderqueer that have top surgery. And I'm like, I'm like, maybe it doesn't even connect to like, I mean, it does connect to gender, but maybe it's just like people are so suddenly waking up to like, why do we have these? <laughs> Very cumbersome. I, I agree with you because I, I mean, I, I think. I mean, I don't know. Like, I could go down a crazy, you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm in my own way, Joe Rogan-esque, like, rabbit hole of, like, well, I mean, they're a past a certain point, they're kind of useless, you know, to, to the person Work. who has them. So it's like, <laughs> if you don't want them, that's up to you, you know? It's yeah. like, for me, it was a beginning of understanding that there was something else going on. But I'm also like, yeah, I, dude, I get why you wouldn't want those. And you're a woman. And I also would say that I feel like I, I had the experience of somebody sharing with me their their mom um, having had a mastectomy, a double mastectomy at a time where I forget. I think they called it radical mastectomy, where 
they basically remove the pectoral muscles as well. Whoa. That they used to do this. Whoa. And so I'm like, the things that we do medically to cis women, especially cis women of color, is just like horrific. And I think I don't think they do that anymore. Um, but like that caused so much like and continues to cause so much pain for her because like her femininity and her experience of that was drastically changed. And, you know, like it changed her posture because she doesn't have the muscular infrastructure to hold herself up anymore. So it's like I bring all that up to say that, like, the trans liberation is not just like let trans people be trans. Like, it certainly is that. But that is like the most superficial version of it. And again, OK, not saying that's wrong, but that's just that's merely a beginning. But to allow people their physical experience in any way, shape, or form is trans liberation. And that applies to everybody, you know? Yes. That, like, whatever you want to do does not change your experience of yourself. Like, that, I think, is something is really hard for people to understand, that we do these things not to change... It, they can't. They can only relate to us by how it changes their experience of us. Whereas, like, this is not changing. It is changing my experience of me to be in alignment with my experience of me. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not my experience of me is not changed by doing this. My experience of me is liberated by doing this. So, mm -hmm. I guess I just bring this all up to be like, yeah, if a cis woman is like, yeah, I'm fully a cis woman i don't want these things anymore they're a liability don't like them blah whatever you know or you want bigger ones or you just want smaller ones it's like i feel like that's why we live in the time that we live in yeah i agree because we have all these this opportunity you know and we don't have to jump on people like my when i got um top surgery my aunt was like oh i wish i could get rid of mine and i was like you can like yeah go for it i think go like, do it <laughs> I think like we don't need to jump, even though I'm a hypocrite because earlier I was speculating about celebrities. I don't think we need to jump on any person who's doing anything to their body to be like, and you're trans. Like, I think like there's tons of reasons why someone would want, would want, let's say specifically boobs that someone would want them gone. Maybe you just want to mm -hmm. run better. I don't know. Like, I think yeah. like, I and again, I I encourage your I encourage spicy takes, River. I encourage, <laughs> like I I think that it's nice to come on this show and for people to hear stuff that maybe they wouldn't hear elsewhere. But for me, I agree with you. Like I think that's trans liberation is allowing it allows for people who are not trans to also experience freedom, and um and to not be so tied to certain body things as being, like absolutely synonymous with their gender no i mean it's being it's being way too tied up with material experience you know and so mm -hmm. uh i don't know i just was also gonna say like it's wild you were talking about remembering that they were there and i like have so i took some pictures because i was like i don't want to i'd rather take them and get rid of them than not take them and wish i had taken them um before i had top surgery and there's one on my phone and it's in like the hidden thing. And every now and then I'll like forget and go in there for a hidden thing and see it. And it's like, for me, I'm it's like a carnival freak looking thing to me. I'm just like, I can't believe that's what I was dealing with. Like, I just can't believe it. You know, it's like if I had a like a giant 
like I, I don't know, you know, like an ice cream cone stuck on my face. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. and I was just like, yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, I, I don't mind it. Like, yeah, you have to kind of like work around the cone or whatever, but like, it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's fine. I don't mind. It's fine. Oh my God. <laughs> you it's know? It's so funny. It looks hilarious. It looks. It's, it's wacky. Yeah, mine too. It looks like so funny to me, but I'm also like, I never had like a super big problem with them. But largely because other people liked them and I have fucking issues about that where I'm like, oh, other people like them. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's a common, honestly, a common refrain with the trans men that I know. Yeah. Is that a partner is like, no, don't get rid of them. I like them. And it's like, oh, God. yeah, well, yeah. OK, let's let's cut it off here. Because, oh, I didn't even mean to make a pun. Um, let's let's <laughs> cut it off here. Uh, and uh, and I'll save the other ones for another for another day. River, do you have anything that you want to say or plug or or uh, leave our listeners with? Yeah, I mean, I have uh, I have some dates coming together for 2024. So be on the lookout for that. That'll be on riverbutcher.com slash shows. Uh, so I don't have them fully collated into a list, but I do know off the top of my head, I'll be in San Francisco at the punchline, uh, January 10th through the 13th. So come on through for those shows, uh, that was just announced recently. So ticket links will be up shortly. Um, so yeah, come through to those shows. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Riv Butcher. Cute. Um, and I want to say thank you to Ray and Debs and Shane and Rachel who gave us tips on co.fee or co slash fee. So if you go to code-fee.com slash the new guys, you can give us little tips if you want. So thank you to those people who gave tips. I really appreciate it. You can follow us yeah, at the new guys. You can also email us for more listener mail episodes, which we'll do every so often um, at the new guys podcast at gmail.com. And at the new guys is on Instagram. I'm at Gabe S. Dunn on Instagram. I also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn. That really helps me if you follow that because I have other shows that I got to pay people to do. Um, and River, <laughs> you're at Riv Butcher on Instagram. That's right. And that's us. Um, l- seriously, <laughs> write in. Also, if you want to send voice memos, we'll be happy to listen to voice memos too. So you could send oh, a voice yeah, memo work. to the new guys podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> this podcast is edited and produced by Logan Castrodali. Music by Atlas Bishop. Art by Maya Scarpa. Email us at thenewguyspodcast at gmail.com. Bye.